The one thing that I find interesting about, I mean, I find a lot of things interesting about the Gospels and the resurrection, but the one thing that's been on my heart and mind, this kind of triduum, has been, have you ever thought about why the disciples are so shocked at the resurrection? I mean, Jesus told him. He told them all. He told his apostles. He told the disciples. He said, on numerous occasions, he said, they're going to take me to Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer. They're going to kill me. And in three days, I will rise from the dead. So why is it that every time we get a resurrection appearance or a resurrection scene, everybody's shocked? Like the, the gospel I just read. They are going to the tomb for what? They're going to the tomb to anoint the body, to carry out the Jewish ceremonial anointing of a dead body. They were not going to the tomb this morning to see the risen Jesus. Why? Because dead people stay dead. They don't rise from the dead. And while they get there, right, they're like, who's going to roll away the stone? All of a sudden the stone's rolled away. They're like, what the heck? And they go inside and they're like, Jesus has been raised. And they're like, what's going on? And they run back and they tell the apostles, he's risen. And it's not like the apostles are like, oh yeah, we knew that. They were like, what the heck? And they took off and ran to the tomb. And they got there and they're like, what's going on? And they ran back and they tell the disciples. And the disciples are like, what the heck? You see the pattern here? And they run and they're like, what the heck is going on? Everybody's shocked. And then probably my favorite one is after he's appeared to them numerous times, he appears in the upper room. Right? Imagine that. They're all sitting there talking. Boom, he's there. What would that have been like? You know, it says they were terrified. I think there were a lot of cuss words, you know, people jumping, screaming, freaked out. And they say, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. And I got to think like the Lord is like, are you kidding me? This is like the 10th time I've appeared to you. They just don't get it. And why? Because dead people are supposed to stay dead. But Jesus is alive. Jesus rose. But nobody expected him. And there is a deep truth here for all of us. And the truth is this. Do you really believe that when you come to this Mass, you are going to encounter the living, risen Christ? Or do you believe when you walk out those doors that you are going to encounter in your everyday lives the real, living, risen Christ? Do you believe that? That's a question that we all have to ask. Because how will we ever encounter him if we really don't believe the encounter is possible? Maybe you are like those early apostles and disciples, the day of the resurrection, coming to Mass, thinking about the historical person of Jesus, how great he was. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus comes up and is walking with them and they're like, are you the only one that hasn't heard about what's going on? He's like, what? And they're like, Jesus, we thought he was going to be the Savior. But he died just like everybody else. <clears throat> That's why I hate those, those braces that say, what would Jesus do? WWJD. If you're wearing them, I'm sorry, but I just don't like them. <clears throat> because it's like, what would Jesus do way back in 30 AD? 
Because he's a historical person. He was great. He taught people. He was very kind and loving and went around Galilee with a good message. What a great guy. I'm going to follow that guy. Like Muhammad. Like Gandhi. Like Buddha. What I think is they should have, it would be a really super long bracelet, but it should, I don't even know what the letters would be, but it should be, what would Jesus want me to do right now here? Because he's alive. With me. Talking to me. Just, you know, letters all the way around the thing. It's not what Jesus would do back then. What's he, what's he want me to do now? He's with me. You guys, I have become painfully aware in my priesthood that the crisis in the church <clears throat> is not vocations to the priesthood. It's not marriage. It's not good work, social work, social justice. As good as those things are, that's not the crisis. The crisis in the church is no one knows Jesus. Nobody's met him. Because when you meet him, everything changes. Two extreme examples of that are the two priests that are standing in this sanctuary. Well, I'm standing, he's sitting in this sanctuary today. Me and my brother did a lot of stupid things. My mother can attest to it. She's sitting in the front row. We were not always priests. But when we encountered the living, risen Christ, it changed everything. Everything. And that's how I know that most people have not met him. Because if you've met him, it changes everything. It changes the disciples. It made the apostles go to the four corners of the earth. And he still changes hearts today. But I think that most Catholics who are practicing the faith are following rules. Going to Sunday Mass. Commandments, good works. And by the way, those are all good things and keep them up. But to be a Christian means that you've met Christ. Our faith is not about rules. I know as much as you may think it is. It's not. It's about a person. And when you get to know the person, the rules aren't a big deal. I always used to say to married couples at their weddings, I'd say, John, do you need the commandment, thou shalt not murder thy future wife? <clears throat> He's like, no, Father. why on earth would I need that? I said, why don't you need that commandment? He's like, because I love her. I said, but it's a commandment, right? Thou shalt not murder thy future wall. Yeah, I guess it's a commandment. But you don't need it because you love her. When you love the Lord, the commandments are not burdensome. You realize that he gave them to us for life, for joy. But we got to know him. We've heard a lot about Jesus. But we don't want, we just don't know him. And if that's you, if you've never met him, then right here, right now in this Mass, in faith, I want you to ask to meet him. When you receive communion today, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord, Jesus, I want an encounter with you.
I want to meet you. Because you know how bad he wants to be met? That's how bad he wants to be met. He died for you. To be part of your life. So first and foremost, we must ask in faith to meet him. But there is one other thing we must do. We must conform our lives to his as best we can. As best we can. That means we got to start living like he did, at least sincerely trying. I got to stop thinking the way the world does. I got to let the Lord think for me. How does he do that? Through the teachings of the church. Father, I don't know him. Well, go learn him. There's this thing called the internet. We use it for the stupidest stuff. And it's a plethora of knowledge of the faith if you want it. YouTube is loaded with videos about the faith of good people. And if you're wondering who to watch, ask him. He's your pastor. We got to start changing hearts, man. Firing people up. But in order to do that, you have to have the fire. You got to pray. If you want to know anybody, you got to spend time with them. More than an hour a week. Lots of time with them. This takes tremendous courage in our day and age. But if you do it, I promise you, you will meet him. And when you do, your life, just like those first apostles and disciples, will change. It will change. And then a fire begins to burn in you like it did in them. And then he sends you out. The message of the early church was not Jesus has risen, let's hang out, drink beer, and watch college basketball. The message of the early church was Jesus has risen, let's get to work. Let's tell the world about it. It's good news. Death is over. Suffering has meaning. Love is real. Joy is possible. The work of the Christian is telling people about the risen Christ whom you have met, who has changed your life, who has conquered the devil, who has conquered sin and death through his resurrection and now lives in the hearts of every believer. That is news that people need to hear. This Easter morning, let us beg the Lord to meet him in a profound encounter. To conform our lives to him and to tell the world in which we live about the one whom we have met who has changed everything. Christ has risen. Amen. Amen.